say goodbye. Well, let's think of 50 ways to say hello to Andrew Dembina, our food and drinks correspondent. Hello, Anders. Good to speak to you. And guten tag, as, as I was trying to Bonjour. Think. Yes. Neho. Okay, we'll stop first. <laughs> Have you 50, run up? 50 is a lot. 50 is a lot, is all I'm saying. Kunichiwa, maybe? Come on. You're, a man ab- you're an international man about, man about town. Surely you can think of a few more ways to say hello in different languages. You've traveled so much. <laughs> Putting you <laughs> well, on the spot now. <laughs> You, you, you have, you have. I, I, this is like when I ask you what you think about something. This is your revenge, isn't it? And okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just chuck you a quick shalom, and then, uh, and, and, and then we'll get, perhaps we'll get into today's topic. Sure. So, what have you got for us uh, today then, yeah. in terms of food and drink happenings? Um, yeah, sure. Well, um, I mean, although we know that, um, and we hear the features being played for Operation Santa Claus um, on Radio Three. There are other fundraising things going on, thankfully, at this time of the year. You know, despite people generally, a lot of people earning a lot less uh, income and all sorts of things uh, going on, uh, NGOs and good causes still, you know, rely on uh, public support. So a great new fundraiser has just popped up in, uh, in Hong Kong starting from today, just for, uh, um, for 12 days, and uh, it's called 12 Days of Christmas. Starting from uh, uh, from today, as I mentioned, and it's um, it's been put on by uh, the Forks and Spoons, who are a restaurant and bar consultancy company, and they've got uh, some chefs uh, and restaurants and bars to get together to offer um, some really kind of interesting experiences that are not just you know a uh, a meal in in the places, but it's. Uh, it's either group meals that are themed um, or learning to make cocktails in some of the best bars in Hong Kong. And it's, it's partnered up with, uh, yeah, some pretty cool places around town that are award-winning type of places. So I just want to mention this. It's, uh, um, have a look at the, uh, at the website, folks. It's www.12daysofchristmas.com. Twelve Days of Christmas, all one word. Dot shop, S H O P, and all proceeds are going to be donated to uh, the Chicken Soup Foundation. Have you heard of that one, Noreen? I have. Yes. Tell us a little bit more for some of our listeners who haven't. Well, it's mo- it's, it's mostly um, different projects concerning underprivileged um, children and the elderly in Hong Kong. So there's no um, sort of uh, you know a specific ongoing project, but they will have. Uh, um, ways of getting food to people, take them on uh, group outings, sometimes buy them uh, aspects that they need for their home. It's, it's, a, it's a number of different types of projects which are for those for vulnerable people who are under um, sort of um, duress from having the funds to get the everyday needs and also a few treats for them as well, for children and the elderly. So um, it's it's going to be uh, every two days, starting from today, um, one to two different experiences are being launched. And some of the chefs um, who have uh, agreed to take part, um, donating 100% of everything, by the way, to this charity, um, are based in other countries. So there are, if we ever get back to traveling, 
there, there are opportunities. Uh, most of them are in Hong Kong, but there are one or two that are outside of Hong Kong, like Taipei and um, New York and London, one each. No, not London, somewhere else in the UK, in the countryside in the UK. So there are, but that's just three that come to mind, which are uh, outside of HK anyway. So, um, yeah, worth having a look at for, for, the, uh, uh, for the listener. Um, and um, with uh, moving on to another topic, with w- restaurants dwindling, as we've heard in the news uh, probably in the last day or so, to two people per table here again for at least two weeks, starting from tomorrow, I thought that we could look at uh, something food-related that the listener might find of interest and even consider if they fancy a bit of a health kick. It's, um, it's not, instead of looking at what's going on around the world um, as we're faced with um, you know, res- more restrictions on going out in restaurants and bars here, um, I don't, we haven't spoken about this uh, ourselves. We've talked about nutrition to de-stress last year when there were, were, was all the unrest going on. Uh, I, I talked about different foods which are meant to help de-stress. Well, we've had a, a year of a lot of people working from home um, at, or being indoors a lot more than they normally would. And I think a, a lot of that has led, as we've said before, and many people have probably, to, uh, to too much snacking, too much eating the wrong stuff. And so there's something that I've, I've heard about for years, and I just I had a look at it because I read an article since the last time we spoke last week about brown rice fasting. Now, I don't claim to be a nutritionist, because I'm not, and I know a bit more on uh, food and drink matters than uh, the nutrition, which I know know very little about, but I've done a bit of research on it, um, because it does uh, um, have to do with uh, the way that you would spend your day eating, really. Um, Have you you heard much about it yourself, Noreen, or ever ever undergone a brown rice fast? No, I haven't. I'm really intrigued because I love rice. I think many many Asians love rice. But I have to say, growing up in Hong Kong, I think we Mm. usually have white rice, and it's sort of the the, the usual. So brown rice, I mean, Mm. you'll have it occasionally, but, yeah, it's not really in my diet. Do you have brown rice often? I used to, yeah, I used to have it a lot. And in fact, um, when I sometimes brought lunch boxes into RTHK when I worked full time, sitting opposite from you, I think uh, <laughs> people sometimes the commented the, uh, yeah, the late uh, Ian Pooler, not late, no, he, doesn't, he hasn't passed away, but he, the, the late <laughs> of, of being in the staff at, uh, at Radio 3, um, he, he used to be the person sitting next to me. And when I, when I lifted my lid occasionally, for want of a better expression, to my lunch box, um, he would sometimes. He, he was always interested at what was in there, and, and at that time, I was eating a lot of brown rice. Uh, I haven't actually had it for some time. But, interesting, um, you mentioned he noticed about your food because you know Ian was also after after you left RTHK. I very hmm. gladly took over your seat, and I sat ah. next to Ian, so he became my neighbour. And Ian, you know, those of you who listen to Radio Three know that he does Hong Kong Today, but he's also a secret foodie. He knows a lot about food. Yeah, I love talking mm. to him about, you know, all yeah, all things to do with food. Anyway, so maybe if you don't do this, I, I could get him to okay. be our food and drink correspondent. <laughs> right, okay. So if I, if I suddenly get a mysterious uh, injury, I may have been nobbled by, uh, by your old colleague, Ian Puller. <laughs> it's, um, uh, I thought you were going to say that you, you, you're sitting in my old desk, so you found a few uh, bits of brown rice in the keyboard. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully not. Thankfully. No, send no. them back. Send them 
you've got my mailing address. Send them over because I'm because I'm because I'm considering possibly. I don't know if I am actually. I just read the article. It was pretty interesting, and I and then I looked at a few other nutritionist reports. I came across a an author that's you know unsurprisingly someone's written a book on the subject. It's an area of great research, and uh, um, when I when I sort of came across it, I thought, well, I haven't done anything about detoxing. For, for several years, and I only did it once. It was for a magazine article that I wrote, um, and that was a different type of detox under the uh, instructions of a nutritionist. And that was about seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, and I've never really approached anything like that. I haven't done any of these uh, dry Januaries or anything like that. Do you ever do any of those sort of things? Like a little quick uh, sort of clean clean campaign. I mean, I'm not talking about when you've uh, been, been, been pregnant, obviously, with, uh, with your children, but in in other times where you don't have to do it for a certain, uh, you know, uh, condition or predicament. Yeah, no, not yet. Um, thankfully, I, I just try and do everything in mod- in moderation. Is the sugar? I really, really wish I could just kick that habit, but you know, I, mm. I do have a sweet tooth occasionally, so I, I would try yeah. and attempt to do a, a a dry sweetness month. But I think it'll be uh, too hard to not have dessert for a whole month. Oh. I guess. Yeah, I mean, possibly thinking where we are on the calendar, uh, a whole month now. I mean, it's the first of December already. There's Christmas and New Year and everything. That's a bit tough in the lead up to that. There are usually things going on, aren't there? Exactly. So, you can't have your advent calendar. No, for a start, for starters, and then and then and then shortly after that. And I haven't checked when it is next year. But then the Chinese New Year probably best to kind of cram it in between Chinese New Year and Easter, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you know you got to be you got to be on time. Be strategic to think about that one, and where right? you exactly you've got to be strategic where you do your anti-sweetness month or yeah, I don't, know, don't want to miss out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, so there's um, all sorts so of um, uh, so you've tried doing... yeah all sorts of reports, all sorts of reports about um, uh, several digestive uh, uh, ailments being alleviated by having. A, uh, a brown rice fast, and people do it from between uh, as short as one day, which is not long, doesn't seem long, that seems doable to me, um, to, um, um, to a week or so. But, um, but as with any fast, and there are many different sorts, um, it's not advised just to jump into this lightly. People, um, you know, because when you, when you have any fast at all, it brings up uh, toxins, or it flushes toxins, rather, from... Uh, from the bloodstream very quickly and this can sometimes lead to things that people might not be aware of who haven't done it before like rashes because you're suddenly uh, flushing out all these toxins and there and it's uh, you know you get there are reactions in the body from dizziness to I mean if, if, if all of these possibilities aren't putting off <laughs> people already but it's but it, that, that's why it's to be done um, yeah, normally people um, I've read will be uh, reducing their quantities of meals because if you're having basically what it boils down to and boiled it is is brown rice um, three times a day and um, so uh, nutritionists uh, have uh, that I've been reading up on uh, on the subject uh, have, have said that even uh, light fasting with a little bit can uh, can help with people who sometimes get bloated uh, or do suffer from allergies themselves or um or kind of um yeah digestive problems where they just feel a bit of a, a intestinal pain or you know that, that just doing detoxing in this way it's a more gentle way 
than some other detoxes. So if you um, have a fruit diet, which has been popular on and off for years, I, I, I read while doing this research, um, you then do have a bit of a rush of all the uh, sugars in a natural sense, not in the way that you were mentioning possibly, you know, which which might have been, you know, you can also get sugar, too much sugar from uh, from man-made stuff, cakes, biscuits, etc. But if you're um, if you're having the uh, fructose sugar from uh, from a fruit diet, that can also play around with um, the way people feel being getting on highs and lows from the way that the sugar is metabolized in the body. You know, you feel an energy surge, and then um, then there's a big extreme to when that's processed, and you can feel really devoid of any energy at all. So the other type of popular fast or relatively popular is water fasts, um, which is kind of extreme. Um, it gives um, uh, the, the very, very quick release of toxins into the bloodstream, and this can be quite... Uh, this is the one where people can get the worst rashes and so on. So the brown rice uh, diet, which um, has... Uh, some roots in all sorts of culture. I mean, it's Western uh, taking on of this uh, from America, first of all, but but in Europe it's quite well known as well, has become uh, a more recent thing in the last few decades. But it goes back um, centuries and centuries in South Asia. There's a traditional South Asian Ayurvedic um, recommendation for having brown rice um, in uh, the form of uh, a... Uh, a dish that it's called um, that's called uh, kita- uh, it's called kitchari, which is a which is a, which is a cleansing uh, dish which has just a few mild seasonings, but basically it's just brown basmati rice. And I've never had that. I've never had brown basmati. Have you, Nori? Have no, you tried that? No. It's never. I just haven't seen it around. I bet it exists. I'd be quite interested to have it actually, because uh, at home now we've switched from. Having uh, we had Thai rice for years, the white rice, but uh, uh, many years ago, before my son was around, and he's 17, I, I think since he's been around, we haven't really had brown or red rice because he doesn't like it. And so um, we're we're currently on uh, basmati, white basmati rice, because it's a lot lighter and mm. it's kind of quite nice when you're having a dinner time meal. It's less, it kind of weighs less heavy heavy on the digestive system. It feels like it's just kind of, um, you know, a lighter feeling after a meal. Out of um, curiosity, do you cook the basmati rice in um, a rice cooker or do you cook it in a yeah. pot? Okay. Yeah, cook it in a rice cooker. Uh, I will say that it gets that it can get too dry much too quickly. Do you, maybe you know that. So, yeah, um, I was going to say, what's the ratio of, I mean, well, oh, it's, it's yeah, different yeah, from yeah. white so, rice. Yeah, well, so um, just about covering the uh, the rice in the rice cooker with water so you've got about a couple of millimeters uh over it rather than a centimeter or, okay. or rather more than to the first doing... knuckle okay yeah <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> very exactly. scientific in my measurements but yeah right yeah that's you yeah you're, you're old school there with the knuckle measurements yeah <laughs> it's um but it but it's um but yeah it's really it, the, the difficult thing about basmati rice as well is that if you want to make uh, a lot of it and fill up your rice cooker <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're busy people and you don't want to uh, make fresh rice every day, and you want to reheat rice in a rice cooker, you know, chuck whatever you've got left in the in a uh, pot of rice in the fridge to have the next day. Basmati doesn't do it. Doesn't do it brilliantly. 
um, because it's uh, it does dry out so quickly. So not the best rice for that. You have to kind of make it fresh every day if you want it to have some moisture at all. Um, so according to back to the Ayurvedic home remedies, um, there's a, there's a, there's a book called the Complete Book of Ayurvedic Home Re- Remedies by uh, someone with someone with the name Vasant Lad, and uh, in it he recommends going on uh, uh, Kichari for uh, up to five days to give uh, all the nourishment, um, uh, so that's uh, vitamins and, and minerals that he feels are all there in brown basmati rice that can be easily uh, digested and it's really sort of cleansing all the toxins in a very uh, almost not, not unnoticed way. The cleansing happens in an unnoticed way because you're not getting those highs and lows of a fruit diet or or very few people break out in uh, rashes from different reports that I've read. So it's um, uh, that, that's something to uh, consider. All types of rice that are used should be soaked for best nutritional value because by soaking them for two to three hours, um, this actually allows some of the, uh, the nutrients to, to, to come out and, be, and become available. So that's, that's really recommended. Uh, it, traditionally, in Ayurvedic uh, um, sort of uh, ways of thinking about having a rice diet, they would even ferment the rice. So you would, that means soaking it and actually keeping it to be on the point of fermentation for a few days because that was thought to have uh, to, to make good probiotic uh, content for, for the digestion as well. Which so, you know, uh, well, actually, you know quite a lot about the probiotic. Don't, don't you have one of those scoby things? Oh, yeah. yeah you Come on, you kombucha. know I do. You've tasted yeah. some of that. Yeah, kombucha. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, uh, I think uh, on one of the occasions that I, that I came quite, in, I... Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was funny. She, she, yeah, she, she loved it. But, uh, <laughs> but it, so I, I, I won't repeat what she said it looked like. But it, but it was, um, but on, on another occasion when she wasn't there, I started trying to steep uh, dried uh, fruit in it as well which um, sort of dried berries and stuff, and that's, uh, that can be quite nice to give it uh, just a bit of extra flavour because it's quite vinegary. I don't know if you noticed that when you drank it. It's yeah, pretty, it's quite uh, vinegary. Yeah, I quite like quite it. Sharp. Yeah, like apple cider vinegar. Yeah, it is a bit like that, which some people drink, don't they? Yeah. Um, if you think that just eating rice all day is a bit samey, though, um, recommendations by various uh, uh, nutritionists say that uh, a bit of sea salt on your rice is okay. They can go mad. You can have a bit of sea salt on your rice there, um, or you can, or, you, or you're allowed to have salted sesame seeds, which are full of calcium. And uh, and rice generally can be quite acidic, so to balance it, some people go for the sesame seeds, which um, are quite uh, alkalizing, or have a little bit of seaweed in with the rice, tiny tiny strip. Uh, don't go too nuts, or um, or a bit of miso because that brings in an alkali balance to it. Now, I'm looking at the time, Nori, and I see that we may be coming to... Uh, Two-thirty. That's right. Yeah? You've, got about, I, you've got about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay, I'm going to change the subject quickly. People can find out much more about this. There's so much about it out there. Um, I just want to say that uh, next Thursday, if I'm allowed to plug it, and I didn't mention this before, but there will be uh, also some, uh, some food and drink items to be bid for in the Money Talk auction next what there will be there will be uh, going live next thursday morning and um and um I, I i'm i'm sort of working on this at the moment i've managed to get some really great experiences in food and drink including 
a, uh, a wine tasting for 15 people with one of the masters of wine in, in Hong Kong. I just oh. managed to get that yesterday. And oh. it's um, and it, to pair to pair wine um, with dim sum, that which should be really interesting. Um, so, so, so do do look out. I think and hope as this website is being made as we speak that it will be put up before the auction begins next Thursday. Excellent. So. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. We'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for the auction website, which goes live for one day and one day only on the 10th of December. Meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today, Andrew Dembina, and I'll speak to you again on Thursday for Artsing Around. Thank you very much indeed.